everyone. Welcome back to another episode of BossCast Podcast, the official podcast for St. Pete Girl Boss. This is where we get to hop on with super amazing female entrepreneurs in the Tampa Bay area. And today we are chatting with the wonderful Courtney Bowman. She is the CEO and founder of Wholesome Alchemy. She does intensive transformational retreats. She hosts courses and as also a sisterhood circle. So Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you, Taylor. Glad to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to dive into all of this because like transformational retreats in itself is just like such an interesting topic to me. And I am curious as I'm sure our audience is, how you got into that space, like especially building your own business around transformational retreats. How did that become like your thing? Mm -hmm. uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the journey of my life has led me to this. I was a school teacher for about 10 years and I had lived in intentional community. I was went through this whole healing journey that led me towards yoga and Ayurveda and all of these tools that I now use in these spaces. And one day all of these transitions were just happening in my life. And I literally sat in meditation and I asked spirit for guidance as to like what my next step was. I actually asked the question, where do I go from here? How can I lead or how, who can I serve? Where do I go from here? Who can I serve? Where do I go from here? And I just received this entire retreat and then all these other perfect things lined up and then it just kind of took off. But prior to that, I had been teaching through a different company for years, about six years through mm -hmm. adding intentional spiritual community. So I had the practice, I had the community and then um, spirit was like, now go do it on your own. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's such a beautiful journey into that too. And how did you decide to transition from working with another um another business into like building your own? Like, where did that decision come about? Mm -hmm. There's like pieces to this. So um, when I was living at that community that was leading retreats, I absolutely loved it. I actually, for a while, thought that that's where I was meant to be forever. Like I was going to live there and maybe one day start leading in those spaces and whatnot. Um, but at some point in that, I went to Africa and I made these connections and ended up opening these schools and then had to fund them. And that's what birthed my company originally. And then in the COVID experience and everything else, um, I was just being really pushed to, to expand, to move, to do something else. And I just listened to that call and, um, yeah, I went off like left. It was just like, it's time for me to do this on my own. I also was realizing that I was having a hard time teaching someone else's truth. And like, I'd been teaching through their language for so many years that I felt like I was stifling myself because I was needed to be this expression of who I was. And I wanted to be the whole expression of who I was. And I wanted to use my own language and everything I had learned, not just what I learned through them. And so it was time for me to just kind of like level up and now take everything I learned there and everything I learned through my life and everything I was still learning and to bring that forth through something totally new. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's such a powerful message to like think about the things that we used to think were it for us, like 
this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my calling. This is my truth. And how like that changes without even, sometimes it changes without even knowing. And all of a sudden you're way over here when you're like, that's crazy. Cause I thought that that was it. Like that was my thing. And it just morphs like before your very eyes. Yeah. I feel like what I've discovered about that is it's like, if we're committed to growth, then of course the purpose and the, what we're creating will also grow and change. But if we're not committed to growth, we can get stuck in something for a really long time. But if we're open to our own evolution, then naturally what we're birthing evolves because we've become something more so we can create something more and something grander and larger and so embracing that that ability to expand into what's next as you expand is what we're meant to do what we're created to do is the evolution of self and in that our creations right right and allowing yourself that growth too and like being okay with like that was my thing and that's what I needed in that moment and like it's okay to let that go and try something new or move into a different space that can be really scary sometimes to be like oh my god I'm not gonna identify with that anymore that's so wild Mm -hmm. so crazy yeah it's a big um exactly that your identity changes Mm -hmm. as you as you evolve definitely so you talked a little bit about like the transition from like working with a different kind of retreat company, um, or group into moving into your own. Um, and I know that if you've been listening to this show for a little while, we have like a little questionnaire. And so, um, Courtney, you had mentioned that initially you were actually in like an entirely different kind of space, like business wise. So tell us a little bit about that, like transition, because going from, something I don't want to say like normal job but like going from something that like people talk about like it's it's a road that's often traveled so something like selling a product to creating these retreats and like expansive spiritual awakenings for people like tell me about that journey mm-hmm. yeah so uh, <laughs> Um, I had mentioned that I had started these schools Mm -hmm. and when I did that, I, you know, I needed to fund them. And at that point in my, my journey, I wasn't ready to step out on my own. I wasn't ready to be leading. I didn't believe in myself enough. I probably was ready, but I didn't believe in myself. And so the next logical thing to create money, essentially, I was like, Ooh, I know how to make really amazing soaps. Like in my twenties, I went through my cancer journey and a big part of my healing was actually removing the chemicals out of my body care products. Mm -hmm. So I took a very deep dive in my mid early twenties into all of this. And I also was able to tie in Ayurveda, which I had studied during that part of my life into making the products I was making. So that just for me seemed the like the natural step of like, oh, I can start a body care company. I can source my oils from these regions where these schools are in Africa. And it'll be this beautiful circle experience where what what we take from these regions is created, sold, and given back through financial mm-hmm. offerings or, you know, all these other things. So it was working for a second, but then it was really exhausting. Uh, and like, how much soap can a person make? And I just loved it, but I did it. I knew it wasn't the thing. Mm-hmm. It was a transition. And, and then, like I said, I sat down with spirit and I genuinely just knew 
that no longer was my path. And I asked spirit where, who do I serve? Where do I go from here? And Mm -hmm. I just received like the, I say this, I always call it a download because it was the first time I ever like received in that way where I got every single detail of the first retreat I would lead. I felt it. I experienced it. I saw how many people were in this space. I could see the space it was held in. Like every detail was received. And then about five minutes after I received this in meditation, I got a text message from somebody who I hadn't spoken with in about six years. I met at that community that I had lived at and taught at. And he had just taken over a retreat center in Guatemala and needed more people to host retreats. And it was just like, click, click. And it was like, yeah, I actually have a retreat. And then I said, yes. And I started sharing and the exact amount that I saw in my vision was the amount that came and it just Hmm. burst. And, And then when that, you know, I asked spirit again and I received another retreat and then that expanded. And then that was kind of the journey to where I am now. I just was ready for more. And then I received Mm -hmm. more and then I gave more and like, and that's so amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And it just like was meant to happen that way. I think that's really beautiful. And a question actually popped in my mind, like a personal curiosity. How did you, um, build your relationship with spirit and like build your relationship with yourself really to be able to just receive those downloads and feel so in tune with yourself I'm personally curious yeah um that also lifelong journey (laughs) um I say that I started my spiritual journey when I was about 19 years old Mm -hmm. because I had grown up in a family that there was like no conversation about God or spirit or source and my father's side had been extremely religious so he kind of pushed it away and I'd spend my entire childhood like questioning that there must be something more. So my 20s was like a deep seeking. I studied mm. all the major religions. I traveled to sacred places around the world. I was seeking teachers and people to help me understand what I felt within myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was just kind of this journey of touching things and like Mm -hmm. feeling these profound experiences and then sitting with them and like giving myself the space to believe in what I had just experienced because I think that's part of the issue where we all have these very spiritual experiences but we're so rushed that we don't give ourselves the space to to believe it happened to see what happened to integrate what happened and I always did that every time I would just pause my life and I would become I would like upgrade into whatever it was that I had been just learned or just began to understand and and then that became my navigator like my entire life when anyone asked me like why did you move to Colorado I'm like well I heard it on the radio I literally heard a song lyric that said move to Colorado leave it all behind and I moved to Colorado two weeks ago like or two weeks after that like everything the schools I taught at the work I did in Africa it was like I posed the question for guidance and I heard it in a song in a lyric in a conversation on a billboard in a magazine and I just felt it and trusted it and that's the thing it's something you develop So it's like the more you are brave enough because it doesn't make sense to our mind because the mind can't possibly comprehend all of the grandness of spirit. But the the braver we are to trust ourselves in the feeling, the spirit communicates through the feeling realm, 
the deeper that connection will be and the more clear the guidance will be as we keep trusting and stepping and walking down that path. Right. I love that so much. And it's such a a good reminder and a good lesson to just slow down and like, listen, just like take it in and listen every once in a while. And especially with just how much is happening all the time and how much stimulation is going on all over the place, that can be really hard to do. Like, how do you feel like you move through that and navigate that? It's like such a busy world. Like, how do you push that aside to still give yourself space? Yeah, I mean, conscious creation of the Mm -hmm. space. Like my schedule actually has breaks where it's like, okay, meditation break, midday, breath. I have my phone goes off every two hours no matter what I'm doing, if it goes off, I will pause and take a breath break. I'll just take three to five deep full breaths. If I'm working with a client, I will actually tell her we're going to take a breath break now to just like slow down, realign. I have reminders just like all over my home and Mm -hmm. all of my spaces. Every room in my house has like a sacred altar and just these things that I can touch into that just ground me, slow me down, connect me. And I've created this sanctuary that I live in like my home is a big part of what has allowed me over the years no matter where I've lived I've created a sanctuary for myself Mm. it's like my safe haven that can just let me slow it down ground it down and I limit what I do (laughs) in the world I definitely like do my little dabbles and then I take a break and I recenter and I come back to me because we we are all one and our energies intertwine so easily and if we're constantly engulfed with society and the world and the noise and everything we lose ourselves and we're deluded in our true essence and so making conscious choice to create space and even people who are like I don't need space I'm meant to be around people it's like you are but you clearly haven't just given yourself that space because when you give it to yourself you will find something in yourself that you probably haven't touched before so Right. that conscious creation of space <laughs> like yeah. you got to do it that's the only way to make it in this this craziness <laughs> yeah absolutely i feel like in my head your home is like a space like i feel like it's just like a threshold of peace i've never been there but i just like the way you describe it it just feels like as light as a feather which i love and i feel like everyone should have that space that they just can always come back to or at least have something inside themselves where they can create that space wherever they are, even if it's not physical. I think that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. And and with what you just said, I 100% agree. That's my other thing. When I'm in a world that I can't get a place where I can't get back to my space, mm-hmm. I have this like meditative space that I've created and cultivated over the years. That's like this little forest by the water. And when I'm feeling it all, I just go within and bring myself to that safe haven that I've created in a different reality or whatever it is and can bring myself back to that space. But I know it's like, slow down, like Mm -hmm. slow down, connect. And then nothing can touch me if I can be in that space and then move. Right. It's crazy again, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I totally get that. That's really amazing. And it had me thinking about something else we chatted about briefly too. Um, cause you talked about like consciously, like the conscious creation of like that space for you. So I know that we talked a little bit about, um, 
creation in general, like as someone who is really creative, like creating for um, like your courses and your retreats and like things like that, for instance. So I want to shift the question a little bit and ask you like, as a creative person, how do you handle that over creation? Like when all you want to do is like be in the clouds all day and just like create fun stuff and things that are like enjoyable for yourself and for others, because there's also like the roadway underneath the clouds that you also need to like hop on and get things done, <laughs> but it's so much fun up in the clouds. So I'm curious <laughs> about your like thought process in that. Cause I, empathize with that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a lot better for sure. The first few years, it was just like every time I was inspired, I'd create something and then I, I'd offer it. But because I never actually like followed through with anything, nothing got too far because mm -hmm. then I was inspired by the next thing. And then that thing was done, but it barely even was birthed. <laughs> um, so the last like year and a half has really been the question with myself when a new idea comes in or something becomes inspired it's like do I love this and could I do this for an extended period of time like slowing down enough to be like is this a moment of excitement or is this something that I can truly create and build upon and that's kind of been my deciding factor now it's like when a new idea comes in it's like I sit with it and it's like is this something I really want to teach about? Is this something I really care about? Or is this um, just this tiny little moment of creative energy that I could move towards something that I actually want to do in an extended way? And so that's been like my biggest thing to control my creative urge is to really look at like the longevity of what this creation could be. And to really look at also like what fulfills me the most like does it have all the elements that I love which for me that's been a journey of discovery it's like I know that I love to work in person like that's been a big thing I also know that I love groups the dynamic of groups and I didn't know that for a long time I had all these online one-on-one -on -one courses and all these things and I still have some of that but like retreats are my thing like mm -hmm. if I could lead retreats all the time like and I am basically that's kind of what's happening now it's like right. that's actually I love so I'm gonna get rid of this I'm gonna get rid of this I'm gonna get rid of this and like all my energy is gonna go into creating these and then I have all this spaciousness now between that I actually keep filling up but <laughs> girl I feel that so hard I will because like especially in that creative space I feel that so much I feel like a way that I have tried combating that, not even combating that, but just like getting it out of my brain. So it doesn't just sit there and like cloud everything else. Like I have to brain dump. I have to brain dump all the time. And I have to have a notebook with me all the time because like, I don't want to forget like a quote or a feeling or like a person that I met or an idea that I had. And I've almost had to shift my mindset where I'm like, not all of these are going to be actionable, but if I keep them up here, and they just like fester. Oh my God. It's going to, my brain's going to fill up in two seconds. And so and I have to get it out. Yeah. And so I have to get it out so that it's not just like sitting there overflowing with stuff. hundred mm -hmm. percent. I feel that that's a big, I'm like the notes on my cell phone is a big thing. Inspired ideas that I can just like, cause my thing is more, my brain cycles it again then. And it's like mm. an energy based. Cause my brain is just trying to process all these things. And it's like, 
We're not doing that. All right, brain. Let it go. go. It'll be fine. Well, and I've also realized that like, if I can brain dump all I want and like the things that I don't touch right now, like that's okay. There could, it could be five years later and I come back to this notebook and I'm like, oh my God, like I could actually make that happen now. It didn't have to happen five years ago when I had the idea, which is fine, but I could actually make that happen now. So sometimes even the stuff like that you come across or that your brain thinks up, you might not be ready to act on it right now, but like, it doesn't mean you won't be later. And that was like such a huge mindset shift. Yeah. Full circle. I've just circled back to some things. Like I, for a while, my early twenties, when I was first really expanding into creative expression, it was music. And Mm. I, really moved away from music over the years and I've just cycled back but in my early like 20s I was like I might be a spiritual musician I just might sing like spiritual truths and like I really was like that might be my path like mm-hmm. and I played at music festival since actually how I found that spiritual community I lived at was like that whole journey but now I'm circling back to music and I'm realizing that now it's actually sacred music I'm called to to play it in my spaces when people are in shavasana or when people are having profound transformation to just like gently play sacred music and create in that way and yeah that that circle back is powerful and when we're brave enough to like recognize like not right now maybe right. one day but not right now it's like um it's a power it's a really powerful way to be in control of our lives and to just recognize that there's a time for everything absolutely I used to think I was crazy for like how many notebooks I saved and I just like I was like, am I becoming a hoarder? Like I have so many notebooks that are full and I'm like afraid to get rid of them because it's like when you try to clean out your closet and you're like, but I could wear this like one time in three years at like a costume party. Of course, why, yeah. why not keep it? But um, that's how I used to feel with all my like full notebooks, even ones from like high school and stuff. I was like, but what if I get rid of them? And like one day I'm looking for it and I don't have it anymore. Um, But kind of shifting it and thinking about it how you were saying like the full circle maybe for later Mm -hmm. I love it I love it so much yeah I love that you've kept those because I had always kept mine and maybe like five years ago something I went to this event and they were like we're gonna burn all of our journals because they're past expressions of ourselves and I remember being like I don't want to do this but I did it and I constantly, there is time every few months where I'm like, I know I wrote about this earlier. Oh, no. I love journals. Like, <laughs> I know I had it written down. <laughs> well, it's a lesson for you now. And now you can yeah, keep like, notebooks for the rest. Job. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So we heard a little bit about your retreats and things like that. But before we wrap up, I definitely want to give you space to like, tell us about what you have coming up. Like if you have any retreats coming up, um, where people can find you to like connect with you, your content, anything like that, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, my website's wholesomealchemy.com. So you can find everything happening on there, access to our sisterhood circle. Um, and then all of our retreats, I have most of them posted through 2024. Um, the next retreat I have coming up, it's it's full, but the thing after that is a yoga teacher training in Rishikesh, India for the month of December. So people who are seeking not a westernized teaching, but a 
real yogic lifestyle approach to yoga and like deep integrated philosophy and embodiment practices and facilitation skills and just so much more than what we view yoga as I've got that happening and then next year we are going to Puerto Rico in February for a retreat and then we're going to yeah we're going to all over Peru in March which actually there's like six or seven girl bosses signed up for that one love that And then it will be in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala in July. And then we're going to go to Paros, Greece in September of next year. Those are the ones I have on the calendar. We'll have a Florida one in like June, probably May or June. Um, But each retreat has its own energy, its own theme that we're working on. So I always encourage people to read through all of them, even though some people are, sometimes people are drawn to the location. I think that it, it's also important to make sure you're drawn to the theme and sometimes I'll navigate people and they share what they're looking for. I can help them see kind of which retreat is in alignment with what they're looking for. Um, but yeah, our website, everything's on the website and also me, Facebook's my biggest platform. So just looking up Courtney Bowman or Wholesome Alchemy on Facebook. I am on the other platforms, but home Facebook's definitely my home base uh, for all of that. And yeah, it's, um, they're really special and it's for people who are seeking transformation, like true transformation and integration and embodiment of the expansion of who they are. I always say the journey is the unbecoming to become. Oh, I love that. Shedding it all away. That's not real because who we are is already within us. And I'm not really teaching anyone anything. I'm just holding this space and creating the pathway so people can discover it within themselves because we all have it within us. It's just getting the rest of that shit out of the way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally, I love that so much. And definitely, definitely connect with Courtney for her upcoming retreats. I haven't been to one personally yet, but I know multiple girl bosses who already have, and you just lead such a beautiful practice. And I'm very excited for, uh, to join you in the future. So Everything of Courtney's will be linked in our show notes. And as for us at St. Pete Girl Boss, you guys can always find us at St. Pete Girl Boss on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. So thank you, Courtney, for joining me. It was lovely to have you. Thank you, Taylor. It was was really wonderful. (laughs) We'll chat later. Bye.